Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Hello, everyone, and we are back. We have another powerhouse guest for you. Um, Before we talked about you know, wellness. Now we're going to talk about mental wellness in terms of how can we create a mindset that is powerful and that is conscious and that creates great leadership. And my guest is Jeffrey Deckman. He's an award-winning serial entrepreneur. He's a recognized leadership thought leader. And he's develops and teaches modern leadership and organizational methods necessary for businesses to succeed in a highly competitive new economy. He believes there's so much to learn about new methods of leadership. And he has a brand new book called Developing the Conscious Leader for the 21st Century. And what he'll talk about is how the single biggest factor factor that drives or diminishes profits in every organization is the quality of the leadership skills of the owners and the managers and the supervisors. We cannot underestimate leadership qualities and what they can do for us. They can make or break us. Welcome, Jeff. Welcome, Jeffrey. Hi, Patricia. How are you? Good. Good to have you on the show. And again, we're talking about your brand new book, Hot Off the Press, Jeff, Developing the conscious leadership mindset for the 21st century. It's great. It's really a um, great cover as well. So the question is, what is conscious leadership? That's the question. Well, you know, conscious leadership is, first of all, something that is desperately needed. Probably the highest level explanation I can give is it's the difference between leading with your ego versus your inner elder. So a lot of leadership uh, methodologies today are really kind of ego-based. You know, I'm in, I'm in control, you're not. Power-based, command and control, top-down, uh, heavily reliant upon the org chart. And the fact is that we've got the four most independent-minded generations in the history of humanity, soon to be five, and mm. they don't. They don't respond to leaders who just tell them what they do. They want leaders who communicate, collaborate, and facilitate. So conscious leadership blends three factors together. Uh, it's based in reality. Uh, business, whether you're in business or whether you're in politics or nonprofit, it's a rough-and-tumble world out there, and we can't necessarily hug our way through life. So it's based on uh, the, the, the reality of the conditions that we, we live and work in. It's also very practical, and by that I mean it's not a lot of platitudes. It's not an academic uh, examination of leadership. I've been on the front lines of leadership for 40 years, and mm. I made it a point to make this book to be very practical so you can read it from, from the first page right. and get things that you can apply immediately. And then the right. third part is spirituality, and I'm not talking religion. Uh, I'm not talking about anything that might be considered kumbaya, but it's really the the type of spirituality that sees uh, respect in everyone and is basically, uh, it's based on what I call leading with air. Mm -hmm. And air is an acronym Mm. for authenticity, integrity, and respect. All right, so so I want to ask you about that. the spirituality side of it. 
I just want to ask you that. I want to go back to the air. Authenticity. Mm -hmm. What was the second one? Authenticity. Integrity. Yep. And respect. Okay. So here's my question about that. As a leader, Mm -hmm. how do you know, Jeff, how much to disclose? You know, you're being authentic. You have integrity. You respect other people. How do you know when you should say something and not? self-disclose or say something personal how do you how do you measure that or weigh that well i think the first thing you have to keep in the forefront of your mind is that your leadership is not all about you so it's not whether or not you want to uh, express something or share something you have to think does it serve a purpose right there are times when Uh, Coming out with a story that may reveal something personal is just you revealing something personal and it doesn't fit and it could make anybody in the room feel rather uncomfortable. But if, if you make sure that whatever it is that you're communicating is designed specifically to move the conversation forward in a professional or meaningful Mm -hmm. manner. That's, that's the filter I send it through. And I, I can kind of get a feel for, if I have something I'm really excited about saying, that might be my ego trying to say it as opposed to my, my inner elder. So I, uh, I use a lot of discrimination in that. Yes, that's a very good it. point. So what, what you're saying is think about does this serve the purpose for what I'm trying to accomplish here exactly. rather, rather than it, is, do I just want to share the story? Right. And, and is it in the best interest of, of the people you're speaking with? Yes. Otherwise, yeah. people... People turn you off. Uh, they just see you as somebody that all they do is talk about themselves. Yeah. But yeah. if you reveal yeah. something about yourself that would be appropriate in the right spot, it can really right. increase the bond and your ability to influence mm-hmm. people. So here's my second question. And this one, this is about bias. You know, we say, oh, well, we're not prejudiced and we're not biased. And, you know, we're, we don't look at it. We understand people who are marginalized. We all have issues. But how do we deal, Jeff, with those unconscious biases that we all have? We say, you know, that we accept everybody, but we look at someone and sometimes we say, ooh. So as a leader in dealing with someone who's very different from you, how do you work through that? Well, first of all, I want to acknowledge you for acknowledging that we all have that. Uh, We do. We are human beings. Uh, We have uh, egos. And we have opinions and we have flash responses and, or I'm sorry, flash reactions to certain things. And they're completely natural and they'll probably never go away. Over a period of time, you can lessen them by, you know, growing yourself spiritually. But uh, it's really important to, first of all, be aware of what your prejudices and your filters Mm -hmm. are. Yep. We all have them. There are certain things we like, we don't like, and, and that's okay. But as a leader, you really have to be aware of those. Because once you're aware of something, now all of a sudden you're conscious of it. Before you're aware of it, it's just in a blind spot. And it's things that are in our blind spots where we do the most damage to ourselves. But, but once I'm aware that I don't like a particular person or a particular type of person, I have a prejudice in a certain area. It's up to me to take responsibility for that immaturity and to uh, be conscious of it. Then once I'm conscious of it, when it comes up, I'm then able to make conscious decisions not to allow it to affect my behavior 
uh, any more than it absolutely has to, and then you just do your best. And if you make a mistake, uh, you you own it, you show integrity, you show respect to the person, and uh, you acknowledge it. Okay, good. But the you first have thing your is book. to be aware, uh, aware of it and then make conscious decisions. Good. You have something in your book, and I really like this. It's on page 53. It says, the bigger no resides within four layers of thinking. I refer to these layers as the four eyes of innovation, intelligence, ideas, insights, and intuition. Explain that. Well, I just had the pleasure of giving a two-day conference on uh, this new leadership methodology just Thursday and Friday at the University of Rhode Island. And this is one of the areas that I spoke about, and it really got a lot of, a lot of interest. Uh, what I'm talking about with that is that when you're trying to do brainstorming or get access to what I call the bigger no of your group, and the bigger no is the collective genius. You know what you know, they know what they know, and together you have a bigger no. So right. uh, as you try to tap into that, there's four layers of uh, what I call innovation or, or intelligence in that. And the first layer is what you know. So the first eye is uh, intelligence, like what you know. The the next layer is ideas, and those are thoughts that come up from when you put two things together that you know and you come up with a third, you get an idea from that. Now, the next thing, so a lot of of problems can be resolved within those two spaces of, of mental activity. However, there are these other things called insights. And insights are what psychologists call flash knowing. You're sitting there. You may not even be involved in the actual conversation that's going on, the discussion, but you're sitting and you're listening. And all of a sudden, like a flash, you Mm -hmm. get what the answer is. Yep. Uh, And then the next level from that is intuition. And intuition is what you might call a hunch. You're sitting there and you kind of know, you know, you have the answer, but you don't know how you know. And what's important when you're, when you're leading people through a conversation or through a challenge is that you create the conditions where people feel safe enough to talk about uh, an insight that they get in or an intuition. Because once you go beyond uh, ideas and you go up into insights and intuition, you're starting to pull from your subconscious. Ideas and intellect is all in your conscious mind. And some of the best uh, breakthroughs come from insights and intuition and you want to keep a stress-free environment because that's what allows people to go up into those creative spaces and pull down some ideas that may not even make sense to them but they're safe to to roll them out and the team benefits from them. All right, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, one of the things I want to ask Jeff is very interesting. He has a concept in here about domesticating the dog and (laughs) and acknowledging the impact of Ego. So we'll talk about that right after the break. My guest is Jeffrey Deckman. He's the author of the new book, Developing the Conscious Leadership Mindset. And again, Jeffrey, is, is, um, he's been in this field. He's a serial entrepreneur and recognized leadership thought leader. And he develops uh, methods necessary for businesses to succeed in a highly competitive new economy. And again, you can look at his new book, which is Developing the Conscious Leadership Mindset for the 21st Century. Stay tuned, folks. You're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show. We'll be right back, back right after the break.
stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Have you ever experienced the joy of living? Not just aspects of your life, but the true joy of life itself. Barry Shore has. You could call him an ambassador of joy. From a successful entrepreneur to becoming a quadriplegic due to a rare disease to his ongoing recovery through swimming and physical rehabilitation. Barry now presents his gifts to others as host of The Joy of Living. All you need to do is tune in. Listen live every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you ready for a disaster? If you are like many people in the world, that answer may sadly be no. Disasters happen unexpectedly to people just like you every day. Tune into Preparing for the Unexpected with business continuity and disaster planning expert Alex Fullick. The show will not only help you better prepare for a disaster itself, but also to prepare you, your place of employment, and community for the aftermath emotionally, financially, and with a better level of awareness and a stronger feeling of resiliency. Tune in Thursdays at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you or someone you know interested in attending college? With both college tuition and college enrollment up 60% since 2002, there is a lot of competition, and careful planning needs to be a part of the process. Tune in to Getting In, a College Coach Conversation, hosted by Elizabeth Heaton and featuring a team of college coach experts. We'll bring you the tips, techniques, and know-how to navigate the road to college and do so the smart way. Listen live every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Follow us on Twitter at Voice America TRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN. are listening to the patricia raskin show if you wish to call into our program today please call 1-866-472-5788 that number again is 1-866-472-5788 you may also send an email to patricia at patriciaraskin.com now back to the patricia raskin show Hi, everyone. We are back, and we are talking to author Jeffrey Deckman, who's an award-winning serial entrepreneur who has spent over 35 years founding and building companies, two of which became multi-million dollar firms in the technology sectors. In 2005, he founded Capability Accelerators as a way to help business owners and executives take their organizations and leadership teams to the next level using the 21st century process. And he's been in the trenches and he has written a brand new book called Developing the Conscious Leadership Mindset for the 21st Century. Welcome back, Jeff. Okay. Yeah. So let's talk about, this is so interesting. One of your topics is, here's what you write. After acknowledging the impact of ego on ourselves or the bigger no, the first step in listening to its impact is to domesticate the dog. What does that mean? <laughs> uh, I love this part. And, uh, you know, I, I, I gave a training, uh, my first training on the bigger no principles, which I do workshops and coaching around. And it's a, it's a really effective leadership system that helps people uh, lead better in the modern world. I gave it 10 years ago. And when I gave the session this past 
Thursday and Friday, there was a woman in there who was actually in the first session. She retook it, and she still remembered the dog. And what the dog is, is the dog is an analogy, is an analogy for the ego. When I was first coming up with uh, gaining an understanding of these concepts, there is this collective genius, the bigger no. Okay, well, obviously, it's out there. Every room you walk into, it's filled with it. So my question was, why hadn't I seen it and, and play all the time? And what I realized was, well, egos block access to the bigger no. And I thought, well, that's going to be challenging to talk about because when you talk about egos in a room, everybody agrees that egos are a problem and they look at everybody else and say, well, all those people have an ego. So I started realizing that egos are kind of like dogs. Everybody pretty much has one and they're fine. But if the dog is not domesticated, it barks, it bites, it sniffs in inappropriate places. And right. one barking dog will activate another dog to bark, just like one ego will activate other egos. Mm-hmm. So in, in, Turning the ego conversation into a dog, what, I, what I've really been able to do is to provide a clear and real separation between the individual and their ego. You know, I'm, I'm not my ego. I have an ego, uh, certainly, but I'm, I'm not my ego. I'm something much higher, of a much higher consciousness than that. So once I make, made it the dog, now it's something that we can hold out away from us and observe it. And also uh, even have a little bit of fun with it because well, I've been in meetings and egos have come up and rather than saying, hey, you know, could you kind of rein your ego back a little bit? Uh, I've heard people say, you know what, I think I hear a dog barking. So by creating this analogy of the ego as a dog, it makes it something that's safe for us to take a look at because it's really, really imperative as a leader to really understand yourself. Uh, you know, what, what, one, of, one of my sayings is that leadership is a state of consciousness. And the first path, or I'm sorry, the first step on the path to leadership is an inward one. And so are all the rest. Yeah. Because if you can't lead yourself, if you can't manage yourself and manage your ego, you're not going to get right. people to respect you enough to follow you. Yeah, very you can have true. power and influence over them and you can make them do things, but they won't truly follow you uh, because they choose to. They're, they're doing what you're telling them to do because they have to. And that doesn't make you a leader. That makes you a manager. And that's a very big distinction. Leaders mm. have people who choose to follow them and they follow them based on their level of consciousness. Mm. Powerful. Now, another thing you write about, which is interesting, is you say most of us are not good listeners. Studies have shown that people only listen for seven seconds before they want to interrupt. Okay, Jeff, talk about that in relationship to leadership. (laughs) Wow. Well, uh, listening is the language of respect. And most of us, me included, many times, uh, I listen to talk. So when I first heard that statistic, I thought it was absurd. And then the more I thought about it, I said, you know what? I probably don't even listen for seven seconds. I probably listen for two, uh, look to formulate my response in three, and then patiently sit and wait for you to get done so I can start spewing out all my brilliance on the other side of that. So what I do is uh, I have an acronym. 
that I use. Every time I feel this urge to want to jump in when someone is telling me something, the acronym is WAIT, W-A-I-T. And what mm-hmm. it stands for is why am I talking? Mm, great. Love it. Why, why am I talking? Because if I'm talking because I just want to say something, uh, that's, that's not a good reason for me to talk. Then what I do is I, I tell my dog to do a sit-stay or I put a muzzle on it, right? Because my dog's the one that wants to jump in and, and, and talk too. So I really monitor what it is that I'm saying, especially if I'm looking to get somebody to contribute their thinking, their ideas, or tell me about their problems uh, that they're having affecting their work. I really make it a point to, to listen. I make eye contact, and uh, I try to get a sense for not only the words they're saying, but what is it that they're trying to really communicate? Because we don't, we don't really communicate well either. Interesting. All right, we have about four minutes left, and this one I really want to talk about. I love this. You write in the book, at their core, organizations are not organizational charts. They are tribes. What do you mean we're tribes? Every organization is a tribe of tribes, and tribes just so happen to be the most successful organizational model human beings have ever put together since they've stood up on their hind legs. And because we put everything into org charts and departments and hierarchies, we, we've started to believe that our organizations are org charts. When they're not, tribalism is in our DNA, and it's constant. It's, it's, it's in our political conversations. It's in our conversations around sports teams. It's our families. It's race. It's gender. It's everywhere. And when you start to look at your organization as a tribe and you start to really understand some of the basic tribal components, you begin to see so much more about why things happen in, the, in your organizations and in your teams. And more important, how better to engage them because I, I may be in the same company tribe as you, but if I'm management and if I'm in the front office and you're in the front lines, we're in two different tribes. So when so, I show up, so you're you saying that you do, there are different tribes within the organization. It's not all Absolutely. one tribe, correct? No, right. Because you, you have different organizations in departments. Within. Finance, engineering, sales, they're different, they're different tribes with different cultures. Uh, and then you have different tribes based upon management. You have people on the front line, you have middle management, you have senior management, you have shareholders. They're all separate tribes with very unique concerns. Some of them are shared because they want the company to do, the organization to do well. Right. But they're, they're very different. And uh, really effective leaders understand when they're going into another tribe and they understand how to relate to them, they understand their value, and they understand how to bring value to that tribe so that that tribe willingly engages them as a valued trading partner. Excellent. It's just the yeah. whole dynamic, the whole power and engagement dynamic between management and the workforce. Wonderful. It's one of the most powerful have, things that I We're going to have to close it about. at that. I mean, it was wonderful. Your book is Developing the Conscious Leadership Mindset. People can find it online uh, at jeffreydeckman.com, J-E-F-F-R-E-Y-Deckman.com, correct? And, yep, and I also want to say that it has just won two national awards 
the, the most prestigious awards in business, the American Business Awards. It won a gold for the Kindle version, and it won a bronze for the best business book of 2019, up against 4,000 other entries. How exciting. Very exciting, it's Jeff. Just Congratulations. Been a heck of a ride. Congratulations. So I hope everybody Thank reads you. it because uh, they will love it. Thank you so much. Stay on the line for a minute. All right, folks, that wraps up this edition of the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show. Remember, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. And you can like me on Facebook, Patricia Raskin, Raskin Resources, or write to me, Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com, and I'll put you on my newsletter list so you can see all the wonderful guests who come up on the show as well as other things. Until next week, have a great week. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of the Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week.